From insurance business, here's your weekly global news roundup for October 3rd to 7th, 2022. I'm Steve Randall. Insurance losses for wind and storm damage for Hurricane Ian are expected to be between 28 and 47 billion US dollars, according to an analysis by CoreLogic. Wind losses for residential and commercial properties in Florida are estimated to be between 22 and 32 billion dollars, while insured storm surge losses in the state are expected to be an additional 6 to 15 billion dollars. Tom Larson, associate vice president of hazard and risk management at CoreLogic, said Hurricane Ian will forever change the real estate industry and city infrastructure. Insurers will go into bankruptcy, homeowners will be forced into delinquency and insurance will become less accessible in regions like Florida. Residents affected by the hurricane are expected to experience standing water and sewer backups for days, slowing recovery, with inflation at a 40-year high, interest rates approaching 7% and labour and materials shortages. CoreLogic anticipates that recovery from the storm will be slow and difficult. The firm's estimates include insured loss from damage to residential and commercial properties, including contents and business interruption, but do not include broader economic losses from the storm. Centuries-old insurance marketplace Lloyds, which recently made headlines over its upcoming cyber policy exclusions, has reset its network and systems amid a possible cyber attack. A Lloyds spokesperson told The Record, all external connectivity has been turned off, including Lloyds' delegated authority platforms. We've informed market participants and relevant parties, and we will provide more information once our investigations have concluded. The system's reset was described as a precautionary measure after unusual network activity was detected by Lloyds. Meanwhile, with more companies reporting cyber breaches, banks have started focusing more on addressing cyber risks, according to S&P Global Ratings' latest report. The report warned that Australian banks, especially the Big Four, which dominate the industry with around 76% of banking system assets, are attractive targets because many participate in direct payments. Therefore, a successful cyber attack on even one lender could affect the Australian financial system. Another factor intensifying concerns about cyber attacks is cyber skill shortages with the cyber-skilled workforce gap totalling around 2.7 million people globally due to the rise in cyber incidents and new cybersecurity and data privacy laws forcing organisations to protect their data more closely. Banks also compete with the information technology sector, experiencing an increasing demand for these skills. Despite increased concerns over cyber risks, the report deemed the overall risk for the Australian banking system is low. The report said this is because of early steps taken to strengthen cyber risk management, strong industry collaboration and the strong capitalisation of the banking system. Cyber risk is also the focus of a recent episode of IB Talk. Travellers Cyber Lead Chris McMurray and Senior Risk Management Consultant for Cyber James Doswell explore cyber threats in detail. Among their valuable insights, James shared the top risks that he sees for businesses right now. Businesses are obviously impacted by economic situations, environments, and as capital becomes tight, then um, there is the temptation to simply, maybe simply the lack of resource to spend on cybersecurity, potentially leaving themselves more exposed. A successful attack on them could be business critical, especially due to the pressures they find themselves under following the pandemic and now current inflationary crisis. We can touch upon the nation-state threat and obviously the, the current situation with Russia and Ukraine, but realistically that tends to be more the media's portrayal of criteria that they want to demonstrate and show because it makes good news perhaps. In reality, small companies do get attacked 
and they do get hit by it. You can hear the full interview on our usual podcast channels. Aon has announced that it's acquired data and analytics capabilities for reputational risk from Pentland Analytics, a provider of analytics and advisory services. The transaction includes Pentland's reputation crisis database, proprietary modelling algorithms and a cloud-based web app for clients. The reputation crisis database is the leading global authority on the effect of sudden and unexpected events on shareholder value, Aon said. It includes data on 340 corporate events spanning the last 40 years across all regions of the world and all major industries. For the last several years, businesses have identified damage to reputation as one of their top risks in Aon's Global Risk Management Survey. Global mergers and acquisitions performance rebounded in the third quarter, according to research from WTW's quarterly deal performance monitor. Based on share price performance, buyers outperformed the wider market by 3.9 percentage points for deals valued at over 100 million US dollars between July and September. The data, which was collected in partnership with the M&A Research Centre at Bayes Business School, also revealed the extent to which risk sentiment has fallen. Global deal activity is down significantly, with 210 deals completed in Q3, compared to 264 in the same quarter of 2021. However, WTW said the drop indicates a return to healthy pre-pandemic levels after 2021's record-setting pace. For the first time since the second quarter of 2019, there were no mega-deals valued at more than $10 billion US dollars closed during the quarter. Large deals over a billion dollars also fell significantly. The drop in larger deal activity suggests that acquirers are growing more cautious and avoiding the risks associated with more complex deals, as well as spending more time on due diligence in response to increased regulatory oversight. Overall, only European acquirers underperformed their regional index. Asia-Pacific acquirers outperformed by 14.4 percentage points, with 49 deals closed in the third quarter. North American acquirers outperformed by 4.5 percentage points, with 98 deals closed. Dealmakers in Europe who have been the most heavily impacted by geopolitical and global financial uncertainty underperformed their index by 6.7 percentage points with 51 deals completed in the quarter. News of firms expanding their international reach, US renters insurance provider Lemonade has expanded to the UK by teaming up with British giant Aviva. Adam Winslow, CEO of Aviva UK and Ireland General Insurance said, by joining forces we can ensure compelling propositions reach a broader range of customers including renters, an underserved yet growing segment of the UK insurance market. Prior to the UK expansion, Lemonade forayed into France, Germany and the Netherlands. The company's flagship offering was rolled out in the US in 2016. Meanwhile, global cyclist InsureTech 23Bird has acquired British cycle insurer ETA Services for an undisclosed sum. TTB now operates in the UK, South Africa, Australia and the US. These are just some of the global and regional stories covered by Insurance Business this week. For more, visit our website, insurancebusinessmag.com.